All right, welcome to the Producing Half Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, we are going to talk about Trump. And like all of you, probably, you're tired of hearing about Trump. I voted for him twice. And if he ran again, depending on who he's running up against, I can't imagine anybody else that they would put out there, I'd probably vote for him again. But I'm... <clears throat> I'm tired of talking about him. I'm tired of hearing about him. I'm tired of the conspiracies about him. I'm tired about the voter thing and the Russian thing. I'm tired of it all. Um, Biden's president. Everybody needs to move on and, and deal with Biden and what he's going to do. Um, Trump's old news and it's exhausting talking about him. It's, um, it's like my least favorite subject these days is talking about Trump. Um, <clears throat> it's played out, you know. It's just played out. But, we need to talk about him. Because he did something. He, he exposed the hypocrisy. He exposed the corruption. He exposed the absolute joke that our political system has become. Probably already has, always has been that way. But with the American public getting less and less educated, um, it's only getting worse. So I figured we should talk about Trump. Um, again, I voted for him twice. I um, <clears throat> I was I'm not wasn't a big voter most of my life. I didn't really see the point of it. I understood how corrupt the system was, and that it didn't matter. You were just voting for Twiddledum or Twiddledumer, Republicans and Democrats. It's, it's an illusion of choice. There is no choice. They're all there to um, <clears throat> serve the the big government. They're all there to serve the big corporations, the military-industrial complex, pharma-industrial com complex, the big media. They're all in on it. They're all part of a club, and you're not part of that club. So I just didn't see a point of voting in the big elections. Um, the, lo the small elections, yeah, for sure. Uh, your local government, for sure. But not the, not the big ones. But when I saw the absolute hypocrisy and blatant lying, just the the unified war against him, that got me interested in voting for him more than what he was saying because I didn't believe anything he said. I, you know, I liked that he was saying, put America first. I liked that he was saying ridiculously, just ridiculous things in a very ridiculous way. Because it just exposed this, this, the stupidity of it all. How utterly corrupt and pointless our government has become. <clears throat> so I really started getting excited. And then um, it was, maybe it was Hamro, Carro. I forgot which comedian had that joke about him. Maybe it was him or one of the other guys, you know, who've been in it forever. Said something like, um, the, the elite on both sides fear Trump. Because he knows of all of our clubs, um, we've you know we all know him and talk to him. He knows all about us, but he never he was not a member of them. He was never part of us, and that's why that they'll do anything to stop him. And that kind of got me excited about him because here's this guy that is never never joined any of these people. He supported Republicans and Democrat. He just did whatever it took to run his business, and he was a slumlord. I mean, the, the guy was the guy was a businessman, and, and his, his his goal was to make money. And by any means, I mean, well, you can you can complain about his his ethics, his business ethics, but the guy survived through bankruptcies and downturns, and I mean, he was just constantly growing and growing and growing. And whether he's worth ten billion or ten hundred ten million, I don't know. Nobody does. They're always like, let's see his tax returns. Let me see his tax returns. Well, if he has any intelligence at all and a good accountant. His tax return is going to show he made zero money. It would hopefully it would show that he lost money because if you're a 1099 or self-employed or a business owner, you write everything off. You get your income as low as humanly possible, so you don't have to give all your money away to go support wars in other countries that have nothing to do with the American people. Because that's what your tax dollars do. Your tax dollars don't. don't I mean, yes, sure they go to buying more votes for the politics in the form of welfare. But the rest of your tax dollars go to Big Pharma and to uh, the military-industrial complex and all those things to go rebuild countries that we blow up. Let's blow them up and rebuild them because everybody gets rich involved. Every bomb has to be bought. Every bridge that we blow up, we have to rebuild. That's all money. It's all money. The, 
That's why they uh, enjoy wars, is so that they can get wealthier. They fail to understand the ultimate cost, economic cost of it all, and the loss of production worldwide, and that, sure, they concentrate some wealth in their hands, but ultimately the uh, dollars that are available are less all over because that lost production, that, that bridge that we blew up and had to rebuild um, had value and then it was destroyed. So now we have to take resources that would have went somewhere else and, and added to the economy. We have to take those resources and spend them on a bridge. So we took away from the economy. We reduced the, the economy of the planet. Maybe we helped a few individuals, but ultimately we reduce the economy of the planet every time we blow something else and have to rebuild it it's i hear people say all the time that uh war is good for the economy no it's not it's good for a few people in the economy but it's not good for the economy that lost production takes out overall out of the economy and so i mean you don't see it instantly and that's the problem with most of our economics is that you don't see it instantly you don't see the ramifications of what we're doing you have to be able to follow the yellow brick road to the end and say okay this is where this leads that's where we are now we're with the petrodollar that we're doing everything in the world um to try to, to to try to prop up and survive we can't afford for other countries to start to stop trading on our, our dollar it collapses and then what are we going to do right now we're trying to start a war with russia that should end well um but i voted for him i voted for him twice <clears throat> um again it was because of his enemies you can somebody somebody smarter than me said that you can judge a man by his enemies. Well, everybody that I dislike in politics, which is pretty much everybody, except for uh, maybe Ron Paul, a little bit Rand Paul, but um, he, uh, I mean, yeah, he's still the best there, but he's not. He's not his dad for sure. Um, but I mean, his enemies. You just have to judge him by his enemies. His enemies hated him. Both sides. Republicans did not want Trump to be the president. They begrudgingly supported him whenever he was just tore through the primaries and just destroyed all his competition. So they had no choice, but they would have... I would say they would have preferred Hillary won. They would have preferred... The Republicans would have preferred Hillary to win. And they, everybody thought she would. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, assumed she would win. So they really weren't... Were not, uh, weren't worried about it because you know hillary's gonna win she has the machine she wasn't worried about it that's why she didn't even try so hard <clears throat> even with all the, the 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 evidence the things they did to trump before the election the, just they broke so many law law laws about him they spied on him they did illegal um surveillance they they made up stories uh, about some Russian hotel and, and uh, prostitutes urinating on him. Please, Trump's a germaphobe. That guy would, he has no problem with prostitutes, don't get me wrong, but he's not going to have them urinating on him. He's not so dumb to allow the Russians to get that kind of leverage on him. I mean, I don't think he is. Who knows? I don't see him as someone that would um, put himself in that situation. Um, but think of all the things that our government did. He just... It's a fact. It's not a conspiracy. It's blatant. They admitted it. The FBI, the NSA, all the spying, the FISA warrants, everything. All lies and blatant, provable lies. Who went to jail? Nobody. Nobody went to jail. If it would have been the other way around, the people would have been in jail. But since they were the establishment fighting against an interloper, no one went to jail. They protected themselves. The judges are all the the judges are are as the judges are probably worse for this country, especially the Supreme Court. But all the federal judges are probably the greatest enemy to our freedom. They're there for life. Um, well, we'll get into that on, a, on another uh, podcast. But the judges, uh, American is ruled by, you know, I guess they, there's a, the saying where it says it's ruled by five because you only need five Supreme Court justices. To make something, you know, a fact. To amend the Constitution effectively. They amend it all the time. With the rule by five. I mean, there's nine of them. So rule by nine or rule by five. Whatever semantic you want to argue for. But they they rule. And they just rewrite the Constitution. No, nobody even follows the Constitution. The Constitution is just a shredded piece of paper. That we might as well just throw in the trash. No one on either side of the aisle. Republicans, Democrats. 
No one does anything to protect it. Neither did Trump. I mean, I, I voted for him and I'd vote for him again, but he didn't do it. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, Trump was worse when it came to gun. He, he um, banned bump stops, which have nothing to do with the Constitution. It's not, he can't legally do that. We'll let him. He's a, you know, and the Republicans didn't fight, fight against him because he was a Republican and he was Trump. And finally they had somebody in there that the American people wouldn't throw up and, and revolt if they did gun control. So he passed sweeping legislation to, to outlaw something he had no right to outlaw, no, no legality, nothing in the Constitution. Now, I don't use bump stocks. I don't like those things. I've had a Hellfire trigger on a, on a, on a gun, a semi-automatic rifle before. I mean, it's kind of gimmicky to me. I don't, I mean, it's fun when you're young, but when you get older, um, it's not something that I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just not for me. I mean, I can pull the trigger as fast as I want to pull it. I don't, I mean, I've heard the argument that there's some people who need them for whatever, whatever ailment they have that would cause that. I, I, I don't know if you're that far off. I don't know if you should be shooting a, a high powered rifle, but I don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant on it. So I'll keep my mouth shut and, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I hated bump stops. What, what do I have to say to you that you, you know, how, how do I tell you what you can and cannot own and buy? And neither can the federal government. Neither can the ATF, which is one of the, is horrific. They murdered women and children. They've murdered so many women and children. I mean, Ruby Ridge, uh, Waco. I don't even research this stuff. And I know I don't have the top of my head. Matter of fact, the guy who killed those women and children in Waco, I think they just made him head of the ATF. He posed in front of the burnt corpses of women and children. And we just, hey, let's make him head of the ATF. Let's give him some, let's reward him for good service of murdering women and children. Yeah, so, yeah, no, Trump was, did a lot of things wrong. So he wasn't my favorite, but his enemies made me want to support him. Um, and I guess we got to talk about the whole voter thing. You know, it's a careful subject. You can't really talk about it. And I'll start by saying that I blame Trump. I, I saw what was coming. I saw what was going coming down the, the the pipeline a year before the election. I mean, they were changing the rules. They were unconstitutionally illegally going to change how people voted. It was 100%. You could just tell they were bringing all just everything out. They were bringing out the big guns. There was no way they were going to let Trump win. But Trump was so delusional in his ego, I guess, or surrounded by people who fed him lies because he had constantly surrounded himself by, by traitors to, to the American constitution. Um, so I guess they fed him. Oh no, don't worry about it. This isn't going to matter. You know, you've got, you've got more people uh, voting for you this time, more people supporting you this time is no one's ever lost with the really when they completely change how all the voting system and they set it up so that it can be play, that system can be played 100%. And guess what? In every election, Republicans and Democrats cheat. Organize. They organized and cheat. They commit voter fraud. Both sides. This time the Democrats are better at it. That's all. You, you really can't get mad at it unless you want to go and start reform. Did it, have they reformed any at all? Have they done anything? No. Uh, Georgia passed some, I mean, just milk toast voter law. I mean, is is... It might as well not even pass anything, and the whole world, the whole country's turned against them. I mean, you got Coca-Cola or whatever. You got the eight. They got the baseball. I haven't watched baseball since they went on strike, so I don't care. Whatever it doesn't bother me where they go. I'll never watch baseball again, and I'll never watch football again. Um, I haven't watched football since they got political. I didn't watch a single game this last year, and I'll never watch another NFL game. Uh, I choose to spend my money and time. Uh, I vote with my money and my time. I guess you could say. I don't, it's not about boycott. I'm just not going to participate. I'm not going to give you my money when you want to act like that. I choose not to give companies. I canceled all my prescription service, subscription services. Again, repeating, except for Netflix, because I have family members that use it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm just not going to support these companies that want to be anti-American, un-American, anti-constitutional. They want to, they, all these people want to support this leftist way of, behaving and they're going to be the first ones that are digging the holes in the end you know they're going to be the first ones to go so i i, I just choose to vote that but th that that whole thing that happened with the the voting fraud and everything that's trump's fault i mean if i'm a nobody and i could see what was going on and what was going to happen everybody had asked me is trump going to win i mean 
if it was if the system wasn't rigged, yeah, sure, but no, he has no chance. He's not sophisticated enough. Trump is not sophisticated enough, and he was not surrounded by people who um, were giving him good advice. I mean, who told him not to get off of uh, Twitter and go go to Gab or something, man? He could have changed the narrative on social media if he would have jumped off of Twitter a, a year or two ago and went over while he was still president and went over to um, to Gab or Parler, one of those. He could have changed. I mean, everybody, Twitter was was dying before Trump. Most of media was dying before Trump. I mean, you still, I see on Twitter, I see all these things about Trump. I'm like, move on. He's not the president. Do you not have anything else to talk about? You're still complaining about Trump and, and, and prostitutes urinating him in a hotel room? It, it, it is, ins I mean, Trump derangement system, syndrome is a reality. It just is. But I, I don't, yes, there was voter fraud. Of course, there's always voter fraud. I personally saw voter fraud. One of my coworkers, uh, who was CNN, loves CNN, believes everything they say, you know, voted for Biden, um, totally denies voter fraud. One of them doesn't exist. There's no voter fraud. And she brings me, whenever uh, uh, somebody pays over $10,000 cash, you have to um, report, you have to file a form and, and report that cash to the IRS, you know, whether it's cash or money orders, anything cash equivalent over the course of a 12-month year. So they can give you 4000 twice and then a, another 2000 and you got to report it. And so <clears throat> this person gave more than $10,000 cash. He was an illegal um, he was not a citizen of America. He was an illegal. And the only form of ID he had was a voter ID card. And so she's already told me many times there was no voter fraud. And she brings me his voter ID card saying, how did she fill out a form 8300? I think that's what it is. With all she has is a voter ID card. I just looked at the card and looked at her and looked at the card. And I didn't even say anything. I don't bother. She's super nice. And I like her, uh, so I don't really get into any, um, can't keep politics out of the workplace, really, anyways, other than humorous. I'll make fun of Trump as much as I'll make fun of Biden, because Trump was easy to make fun of, the things he said. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, so I've seen it. And I remember when I was um, young, my um, grandfather was um, friends with LBJ, and he talked about the, the voter fraud that was committed to get him into the Senate, the, um, I, I don't know if the statute of limitations of all that, I don't know, he's passed away anyways. He helped, he helped with the, the voter fraud down in Duval or Jim Wells County. He talked about it, what they did with the, uh, they didn't even try hard. They voted, um, they, um, they, uh, I think they did it alphabetical order or something. It was, it was ridiculous. He was, he thought it was so hilarious. Just telling me the story when I'm, you know, maybe 12, or 11 years old, you know, as a, as a joke, as a funny story. And to me, it was funny too. I didn't, I didn't know what it all meant. Um, so yeah, there's always been voter fraud. There's, there, it's constantly, matter of fact, I think Nixon lost because of voter fraud once. And he, and everybody asked him to, um, to contest the election. I guess it was against Kennedy. And he reviewed, he refused because he thought it would destroy America. It would, it would, it would lessen the institution or it would cause, it would be bad for America. So, I mean, more power to him, I guess. But there's always voter fraud. If you think there's not voter fraud, if you're one of those people who just watches CNN and says there's no such thing as voter fraud, well, I can't help you because you're ignorant. And if you're one of those Republicans that think the Republicans don't cheat, well, I can't help you because you're ignorant. They do. They 100% do. They, 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 they have and they always will because they, they designed the system that way. Their main goal is to make sure that only them and you're not them get to be uh, in a position of power that's their main goal and then secondly then they fight among themselves on who's in control but ultimately as long as they're in control that's that's all that matters so i again I, I mean i don't really you know lament at all because it's it was trump's fault he lost he should have stood up for the constitutions he's the republicans the republicans the, the republicans in some of these um states let it all happen. They let the the rules unconstitutionally get changed, and they're you know according to their state constitutions, they let it all get changed. 
so that I mean there didn't I don't think there even had to be voter fraud for Trump to lose because they just changed the rules. It's not voter fraud if you allow people to vote in ways that have never been done before and are not constitutional. Now, I'm sure there was lots. I mean, they accepted any ballot that was for Biden was accepted. And if it was even if it had irregular, you know, something was wrong with it. And any uh, ballot for Trump, it it had to be absolutely perfect. I'm sure. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Trump should have Trump should have did more. He should have cheated better. If 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 he wanted to win, he should have done a better job at the fraud than they did. And he didn't. He was too naive and surrounded by, you know, neocons. He was surrounded by, by the establishment. He constantly surrounded himself with corrupt, unconstitutional um, people who are un-American and I mean traitors. So I don't, I don't, I blame Trump. I don't, even, I don't even, I don't even cry about it or anything. I just, I just laughed when he lost. I was like, huh, really? Yeah. Surprise, you know? That nobody wanted him. No one on the inside. When Every major institution in America is trying to get rid of him. First, that made me want to vote for him more because that, that meant he was really putting a, um, a wrench in their plans. He was really, you know, standing in the way of their agenda. And their agenda is to to take as much wealth and freedom from the working class as possible. They want you to never, ever have the ability to question them or to revolt against them or stand up for yourself. They want to be in complete and total control and power because they're smarter than you. Maybe they're right. I don't know, but I'm not them, so I'm still going to resist. Even if they do have a better plan, even if humanity would be better off with them in power and control, I'm not them. I'm I'm going to fight against it because I'm not them and I never will be and neither will my children. So, and neither will my grandchildren. We're, We're not, you know, we're not on that path. So I'm always going to resist those people. They're, they're never going to change the way that the voting system works unless we, the people, force them to. Um, and, and since they've, they've totally taken over from bottom to top on how all the election works, um, on how you even get nominated and how you even get into the process, they control all that so that they will never lose power. Yeah, the, the Democrats may come into power. They may pack the courts or bring in extra states. Um, and maybe they'll reign supreme, but there's me and you, we're, we're not going to ever, people who can truly change the system cannot do anything. Even if you were to get into this, maybe if you ran for Senate and you became a Senator, they wouldn't put you on any committees. If you were, if you didn't play ball, you, you would be completely ineffectual, ineffectual. You would, uh, you would be, you couldn't get anything done. You, you would just be there showing up you wouldn't understand you don't they they vote on things you wouldn't even have time to read them it would just be um it would just be you'd just be there to vote that's all you could do is vote one out of a hundred and you wouldn't be on any committees you wouldn't be able to affect anything um and so that's the you can't unless we change the entire two-party system and i don't know how it would work because if you brought in a third party that was a viable candidate, and even if he won, you would just—I mean, then what? You'd make it a broker convention, and it goes to then it goes to the House and the Senate. In which case, they're going to—they're—they're going to retain power anyways. So I don't know how it changes. I'd have to study it to see alternatives to it. Should probably go back to the way the Senate was done originally was appointed. What we really should do is change the Supreme Court, and not not by packing it. We should have—I don't know a constitutional oversight of all the states. Maybe there's another, not a senator, but like a con- constitutional um, judge out of every state. Every state votes for him. And you, they, they have, uh, they have uh, equal votes. Every state has won. And they have to approve anything the Supreme Court does um, to keep all these unconstitutional things going. Because all the power was supposed to be with the state. It was not supposed to. The founding fathers saw what was going to happen today. They mapped it out. They they ex- explained it in detail. This is what's going to happen. The court's going to do this, and you're not going to you're going to lose your power. It's, it's just it's just going to be a huge bureau, bureaucratic federal government. They're going to create a uh, national bank. They're just, just going to suppress. They saw all that, understood all that. They put the constitution to hope slow that down or give us a little bit of the ability to stop it. But we were too um, easily swayed. 
by food and gold. As soon as uh, the populace realizes that they can vote themselves food and gold, a nation is doomed. Somebody said that. Um, so it was Trump losing was his fault, and he played into their hands with the with I mean with the way he acted, the whiny, the whiny complaining. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. He just played right into their hand. Again, he wasn't sophisticated. He wasn't, um, he wasn't, he said all the, the right things, you know, whenever he talked, he would call out the hypocrisy and he would fight against the lies and the, the, the agenda that the media had, which was one of the greatest things that, that I enjoyed. He was unapologetically American, Trump was, unapologetically American. Hate him, I don't care if you're a Republican, hated him, I mean, he put America first. He may not have known what he was doing, but he put America first. And I mean, just he would just say, "Well, this is not America first. Well, I'm not going to do it." He um, he was um, he was a roadblock, you know, a road a roadblock to the globalist plan. He stopped this globalization, this concentration of power among the global elite, and and just blatantly called out the hypocrisy of it all. And, I mean, they didn't know what to do. He was so far out of their wheelhouse, they did not know how to handle him. He would say the craziest things. He, you know, they're like, we gotta, we, look what Saudi Arabia did. We gotta, Saudi Arabia's always been evil. They were, you know, they're involved in 9-11. They've always been, I mean, they, they behead you if you're gay or chunk you off a roof or something. Uh, the way they treat their women is, I mean, it's a bad place. Saudi Arabia's a bad place. Um. But they buy things. And Trump's like, oh, we can't do anything in Saudi Arabia. They're buying billions of dollars of weapons from us. Well, that's always been the case. But no politician says it out loud. Trump said it out loud. He said, yeah, no, man, they're, they're spending all that. We need this money. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at least he's honest in, in, in the evilness. And Trump did very good on the wars. Um, he, he, I mean, I think he did bomb. He did murder a few people. But as far as murdering people goes, he was probably the best of, of all the presidents. I don't think he started any new wars. He did come close with Iran. Um, the neocons and the military industrial complex were really getting excited about that. They're like, yes, let's get, let's go. Um, but he tried. You know, another thing is, is that he, he was so unaffectual, ineffectual. He was so unsophisticated that he couldn't get, they would just ignore him. They would, he'd be like, and he, he couldn't focus, I guess. I don't know. But he'd be like, I want the troops out of here. And they would just tell him, no, we're not doing it. I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe they told him, sure, sir, we'll get it done. And then they just didn't. They just ignored him. I, I think it was Putin, maybe, who said this. He said that, you know, presidents all, American presidents all get in there and they all have their ideas. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then the men with the suits show up, the bureaucrats, and they tell the president, no, this is how it's going to work. You just sit there and shut up. I don't think he said to sit there and shut up, but you get the point. The presidents are in, a, a, if they're not, they're going against the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is the, 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 is what's wrong with this country. The bureaucracy runs. Think of all the rules, bureaucratic rules that are, we treat as laws. They're not laws. Some bureaucrat, some busybody name taker, you know, the kid that would take names on the teachers out of the classroom. Um, that's who gets in charge because nobody wants to be these people. Only those people want to be in charge of these bureaucratic nightmares. They get in there and they make all these rules and regulations and, 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 and then they become law. We didn't vote on it. It wasn't, it didn't go through the American people. They just make something up and it's a law. There's so many laws right now that everybody who has been an adult for any significant amount of time is a felon. You have committed felonies. You don't even know it. Look what they did to Trump. All every they went after him every every way. I mean, every which way they went after him. Couldn't get him for anything, but they got all his people around him for procedural errors. You know, they filled out something wrong, or you know, wrote something off they shouldn't have, or filled out a uh, mortgage application. Look what they did to that poor general. Um, I don't I don't remember what they said he did, but I mean, yeah, Trump had to pardon him. They were all procedural stuff. They weren't real crimes. They weren't. Cr cr they were rules that bureaucrats passed that made them crimes and everybody on the other side hillary and barack and biden and every one of those politicians are guilty of those exact same things 
Matter of fact, we blatantly see their guilt on horrific things. Things. Look, think about everything Hillary did. She committed so many blatant crimes with the emails and everything else. And was she ever remotely prosecuted? No. None of them are prosecuted for blatant crimes. And then they're never investigated for the procedural crimes that they got everybody who would have been a supporter of Trump and actually tried to implement his policies. That, I mean, Trump was, he was too, he, he, I don't, I mean, I can't say he was dumb because he was a billionaire and he ran a significant business, but he was just, he's just too old, I guess, and too out of, out of touch with how it's all working, too naive. He didn't understand how truly evil and corrupt the American bureaucracy and government has become. So he just wasn't, he wasn't good enough about it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm supposed to be focusing on things I like about him, but he did call out the lies and the blatant agenda of the media. You know, fake news is the wrong term. We should stop saying fake news. It's agenda-driven news. That's, it's all agenda. Whether it's Fox, it doesn't matter, but definitely with CNN, MSNBC, and all those, they have an agenda. It is a blatant agenda. They try to pass themselves off as, as reporters, journalists. They are despicable. They are vampires. They are, they are traitors. They are, they are evil because they know what they're doing. They don't believe that what they're doing. Look what, the, what um, James O'Keefe finds in his hidden videos of them. They, they know what they're doing. That makes it worse. If they were ideological, if they were truly, um, you know, zealots in their cause and their belief, that it would be one thing. They're not. They know that they're lying. They know that they're undermining the American people and the American uh, voting system and the American constitution. They understand all this and they do it anyways because they want to be, they want the power, they want the prestige, and they want the money. So they sell themselves, they sell their souls, and they sell their children's future. They sell their children's future. Look what they did over the COVID thing. Has, has there ever been a, a more pitiful generation, generations, whatever, there's more than one, in American or in the world ever than what we did during this COVID? I would, If I was Trump, my speech would have been, I would have been something along the lines or it would have been about, you know what, we're Americans, but more importantly, we're parents and grandparents. And never in the history of earth has parents and grandparents chosen to sacrifice their children and their children's future so that they might, so they don't have to suffer a 0.001% chance of death or whatever it is. I think that is actually accurate. Last I looked, it was 0.001 is what the average American had uh, a chance of dying. I am fat. I have heart problems. I um, have blood thinners. I mean, I got a lot of comorbidities um, that would make COVID deadly for me, probably. I still had to go to work. It didn't matter. I went to work. I sat in many of small rooms with people who had COVID. Um, and I never got sick. I don't know if I got COVID because I've never been tested. I don't see how I have it when everybody around me has gotten it. Um, but I do take a lot of vitamin D and zinc and a multivitamin and garlic. And I've all, and before COVID, I was taking vitamin D. I just doubled my, I used to take one a day. Now I guess I take 2,000. Take 1,000 in the morning and 1,000 at night. And I did add zinc. Um, but I was already taking a multivitamin, magnesium, potassium. So I don't know. Maybe it's the all the vitamin D I was taking, the fish oil or something. I don't know. But I've been, and I may still get it. Maybe I'll go to work tomorrow and get it and I'll be dead in a week. You never hear from me again. But I, my, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. My children still have to eat. My children have to have electricity. My children have to go to school. My children have to have clothes. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to sit in my room and, and so that I don't have to sacrifice, so I don't have to risk it, and my children's future are gone. But we did that over the entire country. And that was the media. It was the media getting behind the pharma the pharma industrial complex and the 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 uh, globalist agenda 20 you know this has all been blatantly 
planned out. I've seen the reports, the white papers or whatever you want to call them. I've read them. I've went to their websites. I've watched their, their, um, their, their, they have these meetings. There was one right before COVID where they, they had a meeting and they, they, it was actually a coronavirus that they war gamed. And it was basically the scenario that happened with, with, and I'm not giving into the conspiracy of what, where COVID or what COVID was. I mean, COVID's a real disease. If you think it's not, then obviously you haven't, I've known people who had it and they they said it was the sickest they've ever been. Like I know a real healthy, like a fit guy, he's maybe a month older than me. And he is, I mean, he is, I mean, he, I think he was a Chippendale dancer when he was in his twenties. Like he is totally fit muscles. He looks like he's probably 30 and he's 47. Super, super fit guy. And he said that, you know, he thought he was going to die. He, and he says, I almost died. I went to the emergency room because I just couldn't breathe. And so he got COVID. Now I spent the, the, the day he got sick with COVID. I was with him all day. So I don't know what all that means. Maybe I'm lucky or uh, maybe I'm just immune or again, that's probably just pure luck. It's just pure luck. I normally get sick. Um, a little bit for a long time, like during all the cold and flu seasons, I'll always be mildly sick, but I can still go to work. So I never get like severely sick where it's, you know, I have to stay home in bed. It's always just so that my day is in my day in life is miserable, but I can still function. And, but it'll be like that for two straight weeks instead of it'd be better if you just got sick and were sick for, for two or three days in bed and then you, you get over it. But no, I just lingerly able to function for a couple of, of weeks. And I, I work. I'm, I work in a. Generally, I, if I'm sick, I can isolate in my office at work and, and stay away from everybody. But nobody, nobody. I worked until COVID cared. They were, everybody would come to work sick, and they still do sometimes. I'm like, man, go home. I don't even. I don't care if you have a cold. I just don't want to get it. Man, this is as far as being sick goes. This last year and a half has been awesome. I haven't been sick once. Um, I'd knock on something, but I know that annoys y'all. Um, but I've never seen a, a, a an adults. A generations of parents and grandparents so willing to sacrifice the future of their children so that they don't have to suffer a 0.001% chance of death. I don't want to get COVID. I, you know, I take normal precautions. I don't wear a mask all the time because they're annoying. Although I like other people wearing them. They don't breathe on me. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't wear a mask all the time. And I, but I've always been a hand washer. I, I always wash my hands a bunch. So I don't know. For whatever reason, I've been lucky. So I'll, I'd like to keep lucky. But that's the media, the, the traitorous media. And, and Trump fought against that agenda. He resisted that agenda. He fought the, the left trinity, the, the, the media, the, the politicians, and the universities. He, he, he stopped this critical race theory training, horrible, horrible anti-American Marxist things that are going on, so blatantly Marxist, so blatantly meant to undermine the American way of life and get us all to be slaves. <clears throat> I, but there's a lot Trump did. I didn't like, and I, you know, I've, I've seen people talk online about how they could never vote for Trump because of the, he did this or he did that. They wouldn't vote for, you know, the, the Republican or Democrat or who else, but they, they wouldn't, <clears throat> they would definitely never vote for Trump. <clears throat> but, and he did, you know, the, the, uh, the, the gun thing he did, the, the, you know, he was, I think it was for red flag laws. He just is not, wasn't sophisticated to understand what he was doing. Um, he surrounded himself with the enemy. He, everybody, he, he pointed, I mean, he fired them as fast as he could appoint them, but they were all the enemy. They weren't uh, for us. They weren't for the American class. And his unsophistication, his lack of the ability to understand the technology and, and what, how, how important Google was to his re-election, how important Facebook was, how for- important Twitter was, his inability to, to see what they were doing. The, the fact that he did not pull away, didn't get rid of their, their protection. The fact that he didn't shut those companies down. He didn't break, he didn't, all you have to say is yes, you're a private company, but you're also a public utility, but more importantly, you're a public town square. And if you own, if a, it's, this is settled, settled law. That if you are, let's say you are a company and you own the whole town, it's a company town, you own it all, <clears throat> you own town square. And some guy goes into town square and is saying something in this public town square area that you own as a private company, you can't stop them because that's the town square. It's already been to court. It's already been, it's, it's already been settled that way. 
You can't. It's freedom of speech. You can't stop it. And that's all you have to say with all these technology companies. They're, they're the town square. Now, Facebook and, and Twitter and all these leftists, um, Google and YouTube, all these leftist organizations that want to prevent and censor the, the American, one side of the story, first of all, I don't care what Twitter tries to say, it's one side of the story. <clears throat> they can't. It's settled law. But Trump doesn't understand any of that. He wasn't sophisticated enough to fight the technology part of it all. He didn't. He he, he didn't. He, he just didn't understand it. Um, he didn't understand big tech at all. He didn't understand how to do any of that. And he, he he would listen to these judges that would just they would write they would take Congress's job and just this is a new law. Nope, you can't do that. I say you can't do that. He would just let them do it. He should have just ignored them and done it anyways. Why do these judges get to do this? That's not how it's supposed to work. But but nobody understands today, the American people, the people who could probably possibly rise up and stop all this. We don't understand how it works as a whole. We don't understand that it's not, it doesn't work that way. And so they just do it. They just, they just do what they want to do. You know, the, I was reading a book the other day about the 14th Amendment. It was never, it was never constitutionally ratified. Now it has some good things in it. So I don't know if it's something you really, we really would want to, to fight against because I, I, I kind of like but what they've done with that con that constitutional with the, the 14th amendment is they've seized so much power they've used it to justify so much power see so much more power from the states and give it in the hands of, the, of, of a few so it's um i mean it, it it is what it is there's nothing we can do about it we got to try to somehow get the power back to the states somehow we got to do that he, you know, he didn't. He didn't stop the military from. He didn't get out of all these places. He let the military define. His bragging was annoying. I, I understand that no one was saying anything good about him, so he felt the need to say something good about him. You know, <coughs> everybody always talks about Trump's lies. Yeah, he lied, but he lied in a different way than most politicians. That all politicians lie. When a politician is talking, they're lying, but normally they're lying about um, important things. They are lying about, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're lying in a way that affects your future and is counter to integrity and honor. When Trump was lying, he was lying like a grandfather telling a fishing story. It was the biggest crowd I ever saw. No, it wasn't. You know, it, we've, we got to We did this like no other person. No, you didn't, <clears throat> but it was hard. It was it was lying in a way that was comforting because it's lying that you are exposed to when you're just a bunch of men talking. And you don't normally call each other out even though everybody there knows you're lying about your story, you're exaggerating, you're changing the details. And that was how Trump lied. It was very unsophisticated. It was easy to understand and spot. And so it was just part of the, the culture of men telling fishing stories kind of thing. Or your grandfather telling you a story. You don't call him out uh, on his ex you know, obvious exaggerations and misstatement of the, the scope of it all. It's just part of the, the story. It's part of his personality. That was Trump. That's how Trump lied. He did not uh, lie to get us into wars. He didn't lie about babies, um, heads getting smashed in and so that we could go kill millions of people. <clears throat> he didn't lie about Benghazi. He didn't, you know, lie about wearing mask or not wearing mask. I mean, Fauci is a freaking joke. And I, you know, I saw something where he, of what he did to screw up the uh, whole AIDS epidemic. Fauci is a, is a joke. <clears throat> I wouldn't let him run a puppy daycare. Not, 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 I'm not even talking about a people daycare. I wouldn't even put him in charge of, of, of a puppy daycare. <clears throat> He's, and Trump shouldn't have listened to him. Trump should have went out and said... No, we're not locking anything down. Yeah, you may die. But guess what? Your children deserve you to go out and do these things. Your your future, the, the future of your your children's future require us not to shut all this down so that, that their future is severely harmed. So yeah, it sucks. I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get the cold. But I don't have, uh, my life is not so that I could stay home for a year. I would be homeless right now if I didn't go to work every day. So I didn't have a choice. These rich elites can do that.
<clears throat> I have no idea what's going to happen when they get rid of this um, eviction moratorium and this foreclosure moratorium. I don't see how the planet, I don't see how Earth, or I don't see how America at least survives that. I don't know what their plan. Maybe it's UBI. I don't know. I don't know what their plan. But yes, I didn't like his bragging. It was annoying. I didn't, I mean, his lying was annoying as well, but it was comforting like your grandfather lying. You know, it wasn't a big deal to me because it was so blatantly obvious. It wasn't lying about weapons of mass destruction. So we, it wasn't lying about who was behind 9-11. It wasn't, it wasn't lying where millions of people were going to get killed and billions of dollars are wasted uh, in an endless war. <clears throat> One of the biggest things uh, that I didn't like about Trump was he didn't destroy the Fed. I really thought he would just as a businessman that when he got in there and he saw how, what the Fed was doing to, to, to the dollar and to us, <clears throat> that he would have destroyed the Fed, the Federal Reserve. He would have at least exposed it to the American people. I mean, Ron Paul was, you know, super intelligent and he was never able to really do anything. So I don't know why I thought Trump could. And in the end there, his pardons were a joke. His pardons were a freaking joke. Maybe he was that way because he thought he was still going to be in there. Um, maybe he was because he thinks he's going to run again. But he really should have done more with his pardons. There were so many good people out there. Or people who were totally screwed over by the system. <clears throat> that um, he could have and should have pardoned. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into who they are, but you know who they are. You know who the FBI totally lied about and abused their power and stole their money and locked them up in solitary confinement for the rest of their lives for, for nothing. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole week. I'd have to look into the... Julian Assange doesn't strike me as a good person. Just what little I know about him. But for what we are saying he needs to go to jail for, I, I, that's not legit. I mean, I think he wasn't he accused of raping a couple of girls or something. I, I don't know enough about him to really be talking about him. But, um, I mean, yeah, he should have pardoned him too. Just just thinking about what WikiLeaks did. They helped get him elected by exposing all the corruption in the Democratic Party. His pardons were a joke. And that was disappointing. He didn't stop fouching. He wasn't sophisticated enough. He was so pro these this, these vaccines. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I take my vaccines. I take my normal vaccines. You know, I get the tetanus every 10 years. I took all the normal vaccines that people take. I don't let my... I, I, and I get my kids vaccinated. I didn't give them the cervical cancer vaccine, whatever that's called, Gardasil. I don't know. I didn't give them that. They're boys. And they're not... It's not part of what they're... They're not... They're pretty nerdy. So they don't, they don't need that. And... I don't like any of the new vaccines. Not because I don't understand the science. The science is sound. We were doing vaccines before we even knew what they were. I mean, they were exposing them to like the the cow version of smallpox because they knew it would help them prevent. I mean, vaccine science is pretty darn sound. We, there would be so many people dead if we didn't have vaccines. I don't trust the corporations that are doing it. Matter of fact, you can't sue them. They got all these vaccines. They give these babies, per the babies are perfectly fine. And then they give them all these vaccines at once and, th and they get sick or they get autism or they die or whatever why can't they just spread it out? Why can't they give them one vaccine a week? Let, let the baby, you know, recover from that trauma and then hit them again for another one and let them recover from that and hit them again for another one. I'm not anti-vax, but the way they do it, they just play the numbers and since they can't be sued, then they, uh, they don't care. It's like, well, we're going to get paid. Let's get maximize the profit. Let's get them all at once. We don't need to do any trials on this. Let's just maximize our profit. This is maximize. You've seen the horrible. I've talked previously about the horrible things that these these pharmaceutical companies have done, and yet we're going to put them in charge of something as important as vaccines, and then we're also going to make it. A, you can't sue them for it. They're, just identify them. Just no, nope, no. Nope, you're you're fine. Do whatever you want. There's no recourse. We can. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> they should. Oh my! I couldn't believe I even was almost going to say that they should make vaccines a government program, supervised. Because the government can't do anything, right? But they should, vaccines should be so out in the public about everything. Like, it, there should, and they should be able to be sued. There should be good testing. And they should give less vaccines at a time to these young kids. Give them, spread them out. I know it costs more for doctor visits or whatever, and it, it would be less profitable. But even if only 0.001% of children are affected, 
negatively by vaccines. And I've read all the stories, and I know there's those crazy anti-vaxxers out there who, I guess, can't read science, and so they don't understand how vaccines work. Um, so I, I understand it all, but it's just common sense. You don't give 15 shots to somebody, and, and especially a fragile little baby, all at once, and, and, and expect that they're not going to suffer any for it. So he didn't stop Fauci. He didn't go after the Fed. He didn't stop his military. He didn't get us out of all. I mean, he didn't start any wars. He didn't get us out of the wars. Um, he didn't. He just. He, there was a lot he didn't do. It was a, there was a lot disappointing. But I still vote for him because he's not them. He's not them. And my. I guess my morals aren't so set in stone where I can say, well, I can't vote for him because he, you know, he did this on guns or he did this and drop bombs on these people and you know he's, he did he almost got us in iran or whatever the case may be but i'd vote for him again i'd go unless somebody unless he was running up against ron paul or somebody but ron paul's too old maybe Rand paul <clears throat> but uh yeah that's trump i'm tired of talking about it i'm tired of people talking about him I'm tired of seeing him on the news um i hope again i hope he does run again <sighs> it's hard to say that i want to see him run again because i'm so tired of it all it's so exhausting and, you know, that's part of their plan, too. Just wear us all out. Just wear us all out so they can just throw in their puppets again and go back to the way it was before Trump threw a wrench in it all and almost brought it all down. He did almost bring it all down. He almost tore it all to the ground. That would have been so great and so awesome. Well, tune in uh, next week for another episode of The Producing Half. I have no idea what it's about yet. I haven't even looked. I have written it down. I just forgot what I wrote when I started all this. All right, I'll see you uh, in a few days.